Welcome to the Business Herald podcast. The Business Herald is a weekly roundup of all of the top UK business news stories by email, social media, and this podcast. The podcast will feature some of the week's main stories, and we'll be joined by various business people on each episode to discuss the week's news and how it might impact a smaller business like yours. And hopefully we'll have some fun on a Friday too. I'm your host, Stephen Mather. I'm a lawyer for SMEs, and I help business owners sleep better at night by sorting their legal problems out. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Business Herald. Welcome along to this week's episode of The Business Herald podcast. It's half term, and so I am not joined by any guests today. It's just me in the podcast studio. But there's a few things that I wanted to talk about, and so I thought I'd put out a short podcast this week just to recap on some of the important issues of this week and how they might impact you and your small business. So first of all, yesterday, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, announced uh, a a variation on the job support scheme that is due to replace the furlough scheme, which ends in a week's time. More information has been released today on that as well. And so there's now effectively two schemes uh, known as the JSS Open and the JSS Closed. And that depends on whether or not your business has been forced to close under lockdown regulations. So under the JSS Open scheme, an employee will need to work at least 20% of their normal hours. And they receive normal pay for the hours they work and then two thirds pay for the hours they don't work. For that two-thirds pay, the government now pays 61.67% and the employer pays just 5% plus national insurance and pension contributions on the full amount of the employee's pay. Importantly, there must be a written agreement in place between the employer and the employee to agree to this contract variation. Under the JSS closed scheme, this is for businesses that have been forced to close under tier one, uh, tier two or tier three lockdown situations, whether nationally or locally. The employee receives their two thirds of their normal wages. They don't have to work anything. They receive two thirds of their normal wages, all funded by the government. And the employer only has to pay national insurance and pension contributions on that amount. And again, there needs to be a written agreement in place. Now, with both schemes, there needs to uh, with both schemes. Sorry, there is a, a cap on the amount that somebody can receive, as there was on the furlough scheme. It effectively, bites when somebody earns three thousand one hundred pounds a month. The government has clarified that employers can top up wages beyond the amounts provided in the scheme, which was unclear in the original job support scheme uh, guidance. And everyone's eligible, or pretty much everyone is eligible. Very large businesses um, are discouraged from using it unless they're really suffering. Um, And there is a a provision in there that they can no longer make um, dividends uh, payments if they take uh, funding, which wasn't around the first time and we talked about on last week's podcast. And again, uh, as with, uh, with the furlough scheme, trying to reduce a little bit of fraud here, employers can't claim for an employee who's been made redundant Uh, or has been given notice of redundancy. Um, So uh, unlike the furlough scheme, 
Uh, lots of people were called back from redundancy and told, uh, okay, look, forget the redundancy. We're going to put you on the furlough scheme. Don't worry about it. This it can't happen now. This scheme isn't for that. If you've already been made redundant, i.e. job isn't viable, which is the test of this scheme. Job isn't viable. You've been made redundant or you're serving notice, then we can't change that. That's, uh, you can't withdraw that and, and go now on the job support scheme. It's worth remembering that the job support scheme uh, is in addition to or supported by the uh, additional funding um, benefit that uh, that is in place come January time is about a thousand pounds extra for every uh, employee that uh, that is in place at that time. So that's the job support scheme variation that was announced yesterday by Rishi Sunak. Uh, there's a couple of other things that uh, that were announced as well. So further grants for tier two or businesses that are in tier two and tier three that are forced to close. Um, these uh, sort of seem on the face of it to be uh, quite small in the scheme of things, but it can be you know a thousand up to fifteen hundred pounds um, for those uh, businesses in hospitality sectors that are forced to close. Um, but the reality of it is that's not going to cover many people's wages or, or, or costs. And they come by way of local authority grants, um, as the first round did. And, and support for self-employed people, um, that was announced uh, again to replace the uh, the previous scheme. And it was at 20%. They've increased that. It's now 40% um, of, uh, of trading profits uh, for a for three-month period until January. Um, so again, a little bit of help there for the self-employed. But that's the, the bulk of Rishi's announcements. And um, and yeah, so uh, I, uh, how do I feel about that? I, I think that it's it's certainly much better than um, than the original announcement, um, which was going to get the, the employers to pay, you know, quite a bit of money towards an employee not working. And it never made sense to me why an employer would pay and not get the benefit of any work. Now the government's asking them to pay 5% of the hours not worked and they'll pay the, the, the national insurance and pension contributions. And, and I think that uh, that is something that actually is a, is a benefit, is of an interest both to the employees who don't get made redundant, they have a job and they get two-thirds of their pay. Um, the company gets you know at least 20% of the hours usually worked. Work, so they get some benefit out of the employee depending on what their work levels are like. Um, and and it means that people aren't made redundant, which I think is uh, which is important. Bearing in mind what you know we've talked about on the podcast a few times now, the number of likely job losses uh, over the coming months. Okay, so let's have a look, shall we, at what else has been going on in the country this week. Um, as I say, I'm not joined by anybody uh, this week at all because it's half term and uh, you know. I didn't organise anybody to come on. But um, because it's half term, I've, uh, I just wanted to keep it short and sweet as to what has been going on. So some of the key issues that have, uh, have come up this week, again, about, uh, about consumer confidence. Um, so there's a, there's a report out today saying that consumer confidence is in decline. So at the, uh, the the Brexit negotiation stage, the figure in the report by GFK was minus 14. It's now minus 31, which shows that consumer confidence is quite low. However, that's mitigated against or offset by retail sales currently being up across the board 
um, in high street and online. And uh, at the moment, September's rise on retail sales puts sales actually ahead of the pre, uh, pre-pandemic levels, which is, which is pretty, uh, pretty impressive, I think. Inflation has increased slightly uh, to 0.5%. That's re- really accounted for the, the, the end of the eat-out-to-help-out scheme and therefore meals uh, increasing in costs. We also saw a news story that said one in 10 Brits are hoarding cash at home. And this was interesting. So cash withdrawals fell about 90% in London. In, um, in, in more poorer areas, they fell by sort of 30 or 40%, uh, signifying that actually cash is still used quite a lot outside of you know, city centres where everything's obviously now contactless. But the hoarding of cash is, is an interesting one. It means that um, people are linked to that consumer confidence, spending money at the moment, but holding some back. And they can clearly tell and think that actually they need to hold on to some money because things aren't going to go, uh, things aren't going to get better quickly. And indeed, according to one report, nine in 10 workers will need retraining over the next decade at a cost of £130 billion. And... We were talking about, uh, in previous podcasts, we were talking about retraining, reskilling, and the government's uh, failed advertisement last week uh, with the ballerinas talking about uh, retraining into cyber. Um, but uh, I, I read somewhere that um, jobs in, in, in people that are studying that right now, studying for GCSEs and A-levels, are probably going to be jobs that don't even exist right now. And so there's an opportunity there for the employees and employers that, um, that are being made redundant or looking at restructuring uh, to look at how they can deliver services in a different way and retrain those employees so that actually they're getting a different employee, same person, but a different level of work, different type of output. And that could really pivot their business and really change the way in which they deliver services. But it's something that needs a lot of thought into and something that requires a, quite an adventurous business owner to you know, develop something that's off the beaten track. There was also a report this week that said that robots will replace 85 million jobs within five years. And so I guess the fact is if you don't retrain, your job is going to be replaced by a robot. With AI and the development of AI... Um, it's pretty clear that there, there are many jobs over the next five or ten years that will change and will require uh, a human supervisor, perhaps, um, over you know, robots, machines, computers, doing the work and outputting the products, services that we normally expect a human to provide. Okay, so that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about on this week's shorter version of the Business Herald podcast. Um, next week, we'll be back with a, a full version with guests, and we'll talk about all the week's business news and economy news issues and how they might impact your smaller or medium-sized business. For now, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Um, please subscribe. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, and importantly, tell a friend or two share it with somebody share it on social media we're at business herald we're online we're on facebook twitter and linkedin 
And it'd also be great if you could subscribe to the weekly email uh, newsletter that we send out each week on a Friday that has all of the week's business news stories that are important for small businesses. Um, And we send that out by email every week, three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, so you can have a look and uh, and sort of when you're winding down on a Friday afternoon. So thanks very much again for listening. I've been Stephen Mather, your host on this week's Business Herald podcast. Goodbye.